0: with AWB Contract Templates.
1: I really thought that the mission that I had placed for myself, which is literally changing the way therapy is administered to the BIPOC community, was enough. And I was so focused on like that change that I wanted to make in my field of mental health that I was missing talking about and like exploring the human that wanted to bring about this change.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to see you here where you are challenged to reconsider your normal and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Everything else, like I don't even know what else I was going to tell you, but I just need you to know like I like to do my intros and outros like right after I record cuz the energy is there. I know exactly what the conversation was and ooh this conversation. It was so amazingly just full in such a powerful way. I was so fortunate to have Amna Armand back on. And the things that we talked about when we dug into um, you know, that journey that we're all on of reconsidering our normal, you know, really processing what values are for us and, you know, what they were before and how really just processing that differently holds space for where it's going, but also what's possible. Like, I I I can't say enough great things about this conversation. So I genuinely cannot wait for you to listen. So I want to start by for those of you that have not heard any of our episodes previously here or over on Font Your Fire with um, Amna. Or if you are not yet a member of Pause on the Play the community and you weren't able to be a part of the workshop she recently did around bad art, you are always welcome to come in and to join and to be able to partake in that evergreen content. But let me tell you about Amna. Amna Armand is a holistic therapist, artist, and community visionary leader. She is the founder of Sane in the Membrane and creator of Bad Art, an artistic healing methodology utilized by artists around the world. Amna leads intuitive artistic intensives, which help artists get unstuck and release their greatest work. Amna wholeheartedly believes the world could bring communities together, ending social injustice around the world. And at the end, you'll also hear where you can find her. And we'll also include that in the article for show notes. However, I can't wait for you to partake. So let's do this. Hello, Amna. I'm so happy I get to talk to you here again, even though I talk to you because, you know, you, you you're my friend.
1: <laughs> How are you? <laughs> You know I'm always happy to hear your voice and see your face. I mean <laughs> from you know my Instagram stalking that I do on the daily. I mean I have access to you. I'm privileged to say that I have access to you. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but I'm going to go ahead. You
0: do because everybody does not. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love sending random voice memos to you. That's that uh, yeah, that's a privilege. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me again oh my gosh it's my pleasure
0: so i wanted to start off by asking you a question and you already know that we talk often about reconsider your normal Mm -hmm. um you even have one of our shirts that say reconsider your normal
1: let me tell you i went out with that and i it's turning (laughs) (laughs) yes To me, like I got it and I'm like, I'm going to wear this to the gym. Like I'm going to wear this on my walks because I like that it was long. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about my booty showing. Um, Mm -hmm. but, (laughs) But I wore it to Target and I kid you not, I had people like turning their heads. I'm like, yes, reconsider your normal. So I think what what I need to do is get some, like, maybe we need a hashtag on the shirt in the back so people know mm. where to follow, reconsider your normal or, you know.
0: Might have to do that. Ooh, thank you for that. And for those of you that don't know, yes, we will link in the show notes if you want to go ahead and do that. We hadn't officially put it out, but yes reconsider your normal we actually have a couple of shirts so we'll let you go ahead and find out about that but amla was like what are you doing and was just she was our first purchase and it was just like all right this is real let's not do the bad art thing and not let this out in the world so thank you for that of and with you having you know kind of noticed what the reaction to that was you know i i think i i, it, I wouldn't be me if i didn't ask you you know And wearing that shirt, like what, what does that mean to you? What does reconsider your normal mean to Amna?
1: Yeah. Yeah. this is, oh yeah. Um, Reconsidering my normal means taking a step back and doing what I like to call a life inventory, like checklist Mm -hmm. and attempting to figure out like what um, parts of my beliefs and, you know, uh, the system that I'm operating, right. Like just internally, like what parts are working and what parts aren't working for me. Um, mm-hmm. and so much of like what we all do, um, kind of goes unnoticed. Like it's just the, it's a, it's almost like an unconscious programming.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: reconsidering my normal is like really kind of taking a magnifying glass to all of my actions and behaviors and decisions and, you know, my interactions and all that. Um, And kind of poking and prodding and, you know, questioning it a bit. I love that. I
0: mean, and the thing I think that really stood out based on what you said was, was not that it was a one and done, that it's something that is a kind of constant unfurling. Oh yeah. And I, I think that that's where sometimes people get stuck in any of the work that shows up on their their journey of just life not even you know DEI or or just healing or any of that just all of the pieces of life it's just that oh, yeah. this is not I did
1: it and I'm done there's no, no such no, thing no. no there's no such thing and it's interesting because like um you know that your norm becomes a part of your belief system right and we right. hold on to what we believe even if it's not benefiting us, right? Like, I know that sounds so simple, right? And it's like, okay, we know this. It's been said uh, multiple times before, but it's just like really sitting with that. Like, oh my God, like I am really clinging to this because I think I believe it, but is it benefiting me? Like, is this belief benefiting me? So that's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and the interesting piece is I think that people worry about what happens? If the answer to any of these questions is is, you know, no, this isn't working, or no, this isn't the thing right now, or yeah. you know, this needs to like what happens when it, you know, it isn't congruent. And I think that they struggle with it, but that's where I think, you know, the the values piece kind of comes in. Cause if it's not congruent for where you are right now, who you are right now, where you're trying to go right now. Oh my God. If you can go back to your values, that should be able to kind of help you to sift through a little bit better. At least that's my thought. Like, what do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you because it takes me back to a bunch of conversations you and I had, right? About my business and where I was. And And I remember like feeling and knowing that, my values and the way I was showing up just weren't aligned. Like there was a dissonance there, right? right? But because of my core belief or my core beliefs, they were just kind of like unconscious. I continued the behavior of not showing up, not being the face of my business, all that stuff, you know? So, okay. That
0: actually leads me into my other thought, which is that I think you know, we, we have that thing, which is supposed to be our base, our core, it's that constant there. And yet I think even our understanding and our processing of those values does shift and it evolves and it grows and it, it, it becomes whatever its new iteration is. So I'm curious, like, you know, what was your perspective of, what values or kind of like you said, your core beliefs, what was that previously and how has, has that evolved and how you view yeah. them, how you use them now, their purpose?
1: Well, as you are super familiar with <laughs> <laughs> previously, my values were jumbled up. They really were. Um And it wasn't until I did the work with both you and India, you know, that I was able to kind of see where the knots were tied tight and you know where I needed to loosen them and all that. And I, it's so I I, I want to say it's strange, but I know I'm not alone. Like I didn't differentiate my mission from my values. Mm, say more, say more. Ooh, let me tell you. Okay. So I really thought that the mission that I had placed for myself, which is literally changing the way therapy is administered to, you know, the BIPOC community, like, I thought that mission changing the field, right, was enough. This is what you're doing, lady. (laughs) This is how Mm -hmm. you like, this is the the crux of your business. And that's it. That's all I needed. Mm -hmm. And I was so focused on like that change, right? That I wanted to make in my field of mental health that I was missing and I didn't realize that I was missing, like I was missing talking and exploring, talking about and like exploring the human that wanted to bring about this change. I was thinking like like extremely systematically, right? You wanna do this thing, focus on the thing and don't mind the person behind the operation, right? Oh, oh, (laughs) oh, that hit me, oh, that hit me, oh, oh, oh my gosh. Don't you worry about her. She's got a mission. That's the that's it. And we hear it in how we talk, right? This wow. is my mission. But we're so focused on the mission that we're like, we're not addressing the person who's supposed to carry this mission. And if you don't have your values, right? Like if you don't know what they are, then that that's a that's an extreme burden to carry because there are days where your mission is gonna mean shit to you. where you're not going to show up for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, and you know this, right. But I distanced myself so much so that like, I had people around me and clients like telling me straight up, we want more of you. (laughs) Right. Right. And so I, yeah, I've, I've had to, I've had to kind of like, you know, like I said before, just kind of poke and prod and figure out what is the belief there? Why haven't I showed up? And, you know, what is this whole, if you have the mission, the mission is enough. Don't you worry about the person behind it. Don't you worry about values.
0: (laughs) Ooh, child, did you say a word? My gosh, that. And first of all, again, this is just more reason why I value you so much. Thank you for (laughs) putting it that way. Because I had not thought about it that way, but I have done it. Yep, And it now makes sense why there were certain points if I think back in any of the businesses that I have owned, if I had a moment where it was just like, I, you know, it's not smooth, this isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing, it's not giving what it was supposed to have gave. It's that piece of like, I know what, you know, I know what I'm, my purpose is, my mission, and it's like, uh-huh. what put me away, the human and the values and me didn't matter. And Mm. I'm like, oh, oh, that, that, that is huge. And I often think that when you're in a service-based type of, of offering, I do think that you compartmentalize yourself so much because you are over-prioritizing the people that you are supporting. And so therefore you don't matter. You're don't, don't worry about, like you said, don't worry about her. She's fine she's okay. (laughs) And it's like, but is she though? Is she though? Are they, are they okay? Is he good? You know, is this individual, are they really good? And if we don't pause to check on that, that's a problem. And even if your values are whatever they are,
1: being whole matters. Because oh nothing God. else does if you're not. Yep, yeah, I completely, 100% agree. Yeah, like you don't recognize right that you're replicating the system you're trying to fight too. Oh,
0: ooh, again, say more, <laughs> oh, You were taking oh, me to. Oh my gosh, is please it Sunday say or more.
1: Monday. <laughs> I'm like, wait. Oh, please say more. By not showing up mm-hmm. as a woman of color in my own business, what is the belief there, right? Again, this is me kind of being vulnerable and sharing with you kind of like the belief system that I had to really just reconsider. Right. It was like, I am in a predominantly white field, right? My thoughts, the way I articulate myself, my mission, what it is I want to do, even the name of my fucking business <laughs> right. does not align with my field, right? And so there was extreme imposter syndrome there. And in a sense, I was replicating the system that I was trying so hard to recreate, right? And the system that I was like, you're you're not serving my people. Not only are you not serving them, but you're actually harming them, (laughs) right? But I wasn't showing up enough. The belief is you're brown. Your voice doesn't matter. Your mission is too big for you. Take a seat. Like just chill over there you know <laughs> like you know, do your little quotes, don't show your face and um yeah, I again, that whole thought of
0: like I want to do something different, but I'm gonna build it in the framework in the in the image of what I know of what I don't want it's it's the whole like I'm trying to build a new house with the master's tools kind of thing
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Because the mind, again, it's the system, man. Like, we are so entrenched in it that we don't recognize or realize how we replicate it, right? Like, again, a lot of it is unconscious. It's not until you point it out to me. You Mm. point it out to me. You're like, because I I had told you that I was struggling with this piece of, is it overconfidence? Or am I just, you know, do I just have a lot of humility? Like, like, where's the, you know, like should I, should I be overly confident or, or does it sound like I'm overly confident if I say you're not going to get this anywhere else? Right? right? Like and I know that for a fact. And you told me, is it a fact? <laughs> is it a fact? Are your servant, what you're giving, is it a fact? Will they find it anywhere else? So then what's the problem with stating it? Right. Right. But it's this piece of, uh, don't make too much ruckus. Don't make too much noise. Like stay in your lane, brown girl. Right? But that's a right. internalized belief system that's, you know, governed by society. <sighs> mm. And is isn't until you, you know, you reconsider like, wow, this isn't my norm. Right. This should never be my norm because this is keeping me small and keeping me silent. This is the norm that the system has placed me in, but it doesn't belong to me. No, ma'am, no, sir. Reconsider your normal.
0: This is what can take you from being in a box to breaking it on your terms. Bi-weekly, India Jackson, a co-founder of Pause on the Play, has conversations just like this that explore branding and visibility. Own your values and amplify your influence by giving the Flaunt Your Fire podcast to follow today. This conversation is a real life example of what it means to go from implicit to explicit. And it's a term that Indy and I talk about so often. And it's such a huge part of the community. And we're so excited for our new workshop. It's coming up in the community. It's from implicit to explicit reconsidering what you know about values and the fact that we have an opportunity to really just kind of dig into things like, you know, why establishing shared meanings and definitions is a must, how behavior modeling can showcase your values through your actions. I mean, Amna and I have been talking about that. Um, And also, you know, why it is that popular ideal client workshops and tools dehumanize who you want to attract aka they are racist. let's call it what it is and so all of that and more is a part of this workshop and I would love for you to be able to partake in it to get the goodness that you need to have dynamic conversation with the other members around it it's all there waiting for you and you can partake in that as a member of Pause on a Play the community So in order to go ahead and join, you can visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash community today. Come on. What are you waiting for? We're waiting on you. We're ready. And so are you. So you realize that for you and how you wanted to be visible and how you wanted to let other people know, hey, I want to witness you. So... How does that shift the way you are supporting clients through Sane in the Membrane? Like, How does that change you showing up as a brown woman, as a therapist, through the lens of Sane in the Membrane? Because Sane in the Membrane is not like other therapy in the world that we live in. No, (laughs) it's not.
1: It's absolutely not. (laughs) Because I created that shit, right? Right. Unless there's another Amna Armin walking around, like, you know, maybe on another planet. I don't know. But yeah, like it has, I think the biggest thing was disrupting that belief system. Mm. Because again, it did not belong to me. It really didn't. But I was moving and behaving in ways where I thought that this this is it. Like, this is my norm, right? Right. But- I don't want to move ahead, but, you know, just kind of being crystal clear with my values allowed me to align myself with my overall mission. Mm. So the person behind this brand (laughs) who's not showing herself, right, has, you know, core values that are going to push the mission beyond her expectations, beyond anyone's expectations. But it wasn't until I did that internal work and that internal work is constantly, you know, like we said before, is unfolding.
0: Right. And I think that the more of that, that we are able to integrate and be able to actually embody, it shifts us. It shifts who we want to work with, who we want to serve. It serves, it changes the way that we're able to serve them because I think we limit our capacity, when we oh, yeah. don't get ourselves right. And I think that changes how we
1: work. Yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, well, you can, I want to say you can't serve from a place of, you know, um, non-integration or like, you know, kind of feeling fragmented because we see people serving from fragmented spaces, right? See it mm-hmm. all the time. Right. So it's possible, but it's, it's not congruent. It feels off. It doesn't feel like this person behind the brand, behind the mission is actually, you know, being congruent or is living their best life in ways that they want others to live their best lives. Right. Right. We see this in the coaching industry all the time. Like, you know, (sighs) coach that's behind the brand is not what they say they're about. I've met Mm -hmm. you in person. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I've met you in person and you are, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, it definitely, I mean, it transforms you, right, the person, but it, it transforms everyone that comes into contact with you because they're um, meeting a whole person instead of a fragmented self or a fragmented identity that's, you know,
0: not congruent. I That is something I agree with 150%. And it's something that, you know, like, <laughs> I've I've had people do that and I kind of reference it as the representative. You uh, send the representative. You don't send who you really are because you don't know if people want that. You don't know if that's going to be accepted. You don't know how you're going to feel if they reject it or they don't respond yeah. the way that you hope. And so you send what they want, what you know is going to get you the type of response that you are really seeking. But yep. then you hit this point where the representative is like yo you didn't pay me so I'm done I'm out I, they are no longer going to work that 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 shift for you anymore and yeah. you're in this place of having to then actually be who you are or or not but you can but you're not the representative anymore those incongruencies the the cracks are showing up And then you have these people that are like, I don't know who you actually are. Was it the representative? Is it this person now? I don't know. And this is too much work and it's confusing.
1: I don't want anything to do with this anymore. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People who interact with you, right, will see it quicker than you will. Yes. Because you're just going about your everyday business, right? Like, well, this is what you do. (laughs) Correct. I post right. a reel and then my stories say otherwise or I post a reel and then you hear something about my personal life and you're like, ooh, "Ooh, what's going on there? Right.
0: Well, and honestly, I also think that because of the world that we live in, we're constantly having so many pieces of our, our, ourselves affected in different ways. And before we hit record, we were talking about how, you know, being women of color in the world that we live in, there's a lot that we are having to process on a minute to minute basis. And it is a lot. And so there's also this place of people wanting to know you or understand you or judge you. And it's like, you don't have the credentials or the space to be able to try to understand me. And yet Mm -hmm. here you are. You you cannot judge me because you are taking a piece of me Mm -hmm. as the all of me. Oh, yeah. And there's a whole lot here. And so, you know, people love to just take, you know, cherry pick pieces and pass judgment. And that's not holistic and it's not encompassing of of, of everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, you know, as as somebody that's had to witness how much, you know, violence there has been against black and brown people just in the last you know 30 days. Um, first of all, it's here all the time. Yeah. So let's acknowledge that. But even just the past 30 days, um, I suggest that you don't judge me. Because Oof. guess what? I'm trying to do the best that I can. Exactly. Because there are things that I have not processed, there are things that I have processed, and there are things that I have not even paused long enough to acknowledge, oh, I did not do that yet. Because... Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's where your values come up of like, you know, at least for me, if I really open this, I'm going to open it. And if I don't have the space to open it, I don't want to do it in injustice. So Mm -hmm. there's stuff that I can't open right now
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, because then I won't
1: function. (laughs) And I think that's real for us. Oh, yeah. We can't. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I think that piece that you said, right? Like, don't don't come for me. Don't you judge me, right? (laughs) Right. Because, you know, it's there. Oh, you know, it's there. You know, it's, yeah, like there's, there's gotta be, um, it's almost like we have to normalize suspending judgment, right. With folks that aren't engaged in the same reality, like we engage, we're all engaged in the system. Yes. But we're partaking in two separate realities. Mm -hmm. So literally speaking, you won't fathom my lived experience. You won't be able to fully comprehend and understand it for what it is, and so you can't judge me, who child, because you don't get it. Who say it again? We <laughs> <Ooh, laughs> in two separate realities. Like call the thing a thing, right? And that's okay. You can still be an ally. You can still have empathy. You can still have compassion. You can still march alongside me. Cool. But to think that my lived experience can be packaged in a workshop or in a, you know, a multicultural course or a training. No, boo. It simply cannot. It just can't. And that's something that I think that we have to just, we have to start speaking about, we have to start normalizing. We have to, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of, yeah. Bring that to everyone else's awareness. I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I love you too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. And I and
0: I, I and I do have to acknowledge that what you said is hundred percent true. There is a point to where from a space of imperfect allyship, from a space of reconsidering your normal, there is absolutely room to um, you know, to march with, to partner with, to yeah. listen to, to support, but you also don't want to so easily digest somebody's experience that they've had their entire life into, Oh, a couple of of conversations and I got it. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a diminishment Mm -hmm. of, 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 of the fullness of it, of the true capacity that comes with it. And I, I actually wonder if that's something that, you know, possibly shows up at all from a therapy perspective, people just kind of needing to overly simplify people.
1: Mm. Oh my God. Yes. In the field. Oh, Mm. no. Oh, you know it. Yeah. It's following, um, I call it like the prepackaged microwavable, like therapy. That's what it is. It's like, Mm. you know, you're getting a sampler from Costco or whatever, right? Like yeah. Um, and everyone gets a bite size of you know what the, what their therapist thinks they need to hear or the techniques or the you know the diagnosis and yeah there you go off off you go to your own you know world and reality and all that stuff but it doesn't work that way
0: so if you had to pick something that you would like your industry to reconsider would it be that or would it be something else because oh. I, I think there's a number of things and so is- I know. I'm-
1: Oh, you want it now? Oh, I'll give it to you now. <laughs> <laughs> give it to me. So, most therapists, right? And I'm going to just go ahead and say not everyone's going to like what they're going to hear here. They so, be all right. <laughs> they're following and using outdated techniques. Yes. Period. Yes. Those techniques that they're using were created 60 plus years ago, some of them. By straight white males who were thriving in a system that continues to oppress the BIPOC communities all around the world. And if we were to break this down, right? Like we said before, my lived experience as a woman of color with multiple marginalized identities will not be accounted for when a therapist is using a technique that was made 60 plus years ago by a white male. It isn't like it simply is not going to be accounted for. No. As long as I'm being viewed from that lens and a lens of like a, a list of diagnoses and, you know, waiting for me on the other side, I mean that that space is not for me. It's not safe. And a lot of the, you know, like therapeutic techniques that are used now don't account for the systems of oppression like, shit's gotta change. And for real, you know, like for real healing to occur, you have to take more of an individualized approach. You have to be open to learning, being curious about another human being instead of trying to sum them up, like through the lens of this outdated theory that you're using. And that the, just. Honestly, just being a human alongside another human, I know you and I say this all the time, it has the potential to change people's lives in ways you can't even fathom. Yes. Like, I can't stress that anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah. And we we just, yeah, we hide behind the, the techniques and the theories and the, you know, mm-hmm. so... I don't know if I had an answer there for you, but you did, you did. And what you said is accurate. And I
0: do think that when you're constantly trying to do something new with all the old things, like there are some old things that can't become new. They just need to be recycled and regenerated into something else based on you having new knowledge, new viewpoints, you know, just a whole nother set of, of data that goes into it and not just like, oh, like I, I, I have had the not so great experience of having people that I'm exposed to that are like, you know, things were great. Why'd they have to change? And it's like, great for who? Yeah. Yeah. What's great about no change? Yeah. That's, and, and, and again, that, that might be your truth, mm-hmm. but let's not have disdain for others because that doesn't happen to be true for them.
1: Yep. Yeah. And what's great about, but that's the thing. What's great about no change is it doesn't push me to examine my belief system because when I'm pushed to examine that belief system, there's an incongruency there, right? Mm -hmm. And that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uncomfortable. Yes. Like, let's just, like, again, call the thing a thing. Change is uncomfortable because it challenges us to look deep within and figure out what belief systems are working and what aren't. And that shit is not comfortable. Hell no. There's nothing comfortable about it. But I tell you
0: what's even less comfortable still sitting in that same crap now.
1: No, thank you. No, thank you. I mean, even what you do, right? Like DEI, like where did that come from? That came from a state of anger, of Mm -hmm. This comfort of knowing shit's got to change. Right. Therapy came from somebody being like,
0: hey, let's stop giving them electrical shocks to their brain, trying you to know. fix it. This yeah. is not
1: working. Yep. And it's ever evolving. Like that's, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's got to be in a constant state of evolution. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not shocking people anymore. We're not just laying them on a couch and having them spew their thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. But what would it look like if we took more of an individualized approach and we we stopped hiding behind that representative like you said I love that term oh my god yeah like oof that title take it use it if it
0: so serves Ooh, you because it's real <laughs> it is real. you know I, first of all I could talk all day but we we just gonna talk all, off offline all day because you know yeah, yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. I, I can do that yeah. So before we wrap up, I want to ask you one last question, which is that if there was one action that you could ask the people to take after taking in this this so robust conversation that we've just had, one action that they can take that will support creating change, what would that be?
1: I would say that whatever it is that causes you to have like an emotional or a visceral reaction and you can sense or feel like there's something that is off or has to be changed or something isn't right, like know for certain that that feeling is not coincidental. And I would say utilize that anger or that sense of, oh, something's gotta give here. Utilize that because even anger is life force, right? And we can create from that space. We can create from that space. Worst case scenario is we get paralyzed and we stay in that space and we hold on to resentment. And that doesn't have to be the case. Again, like I said, where did DEI come from? Where did therapy come from? Right. So we can create from that angry um, space of something's got to give, something's got to change. This shit isn't working anymore right? Like, okay, this shit isn't working anymore. Go forth, do something. Love this, love this, love this.
0: Thank you so much for coming and being transparent and being open and vulnerable and sharing all of this. Just all of this amazing goodness. And because I know that the people want to learn more about you and where they can find you and where they could possibly work with you or recommend you to their friends, let them know where they can go and find you and all the goodness that you are putting out in the world.
1: com, And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, SaneInTheMembrane, separated with dots, yeah. Instagram and TikTok did that ridiculous thing of not allowing me to just do saying the membrane, but
0: like, it's my name. Just give me my name, please.
1: Um, So you can find me there. Um, Again, I've been showing up a lot. So if you're looking for um, quick little, you know, like therapy shortcuts, I offer those on TikTok um, and I think you'd enjoy it.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you so, so much for being my guest again. Thank you so much for, allowing India and I to do values work with you and to share what we know and to be in beautiful conversation with you and reconsidering your normal and just generally being an amazing person that this world is blessed to have.
1: Ugh, what did I do to deserve this? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> My humility her is like, stop her, stop her now. You woke up today. You woke up today. (laughs) It's my privilege. It's my privilege. How we stumbled upon each other, you and I, and then India and I, like it's just, it's, yeah, the universe is beautiful. So thank you again for inviting me. And I'm always, I am always down to have, you know, conversations with you.
0: I don't usually go into conversations with an expectation and I didn't on this one. However, this one absolutely just blew me away. And I'm so, so grateful for having this podcast as a place that you are able to take in these types of conversations and you are able to, to process what's going on and figure out, you know, how can I be in action with it? What do I do with it? You know, how does it become a part of my imperfect allyship efforts? And how is it that I can reconsider my own normal? Like I, so grateful for the amazing people that we know, the amazing people that have gifted us with their presence here and for you gifting us with your presence to take in all this goodness. So, we acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the stolen land of the Susquehannock, the Scataway, people native to this area known as Maryland. And for every time that you partake in these real conversations, so that you can normalize the challenging things and make them a part of your everyday exchanges, I thank you. Together, this is how we remove stigma and create real change and connection so that we can cross lines and recreate boundaries in order to support and not separate. Together, we can continue getting more people to drop the veil while challenging their thoughts, feelings, actions, and state of being. So until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye.